Thanks for listening to the Headliners Podcast. New episodes are available every Saturday. How's it going, everybody? This is the Headliners. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm joined by Wes Sanderson, Kyle Mathis, and James Krause. Happy pre-Super Bowl. Finally at the end of this road for the year. <laughs> yeah, it's Happy crazy. Happy pre-Super Bowl. It's still, it doesn't quite feel like uh, the week of a Super Bowl. Uh, because there's not the media outlet stuff and there's not tons of reports coming from there. Uh, but it's it's still, you know, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, the one thing I've been really happy with about the NFL is even though it's weird not having fans, it really hasn't, in my opinion, taken away from the product that we see on the field. Uh, so I have high expectations for the Super Bowl, especially Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs coming back to it, seeing Tom Brady with another high-powered offense on a different team coming to the Super Bowl, I'm really excited for it. Okay, I, I was just going to say, there's still 30%, I believe, fans allowed in the stadium, so there's still going to be crowd noise. And I'm super excited for the for Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes because it's kind of like if Patrick Mahomes wins this, it'll be like, is Patrick Mahomes going to be just as good as Tom Brady when, like, or then – if Tom Brady wins, it'll be, well, Tom Brady is still the, the undisputed GOAT no matter what Patrick Mahomes does. I don't know. It's just th- th- this might be the final opportunity that we see that these two uh, these two quarterbacks could, could play each other in, in, in a game like this. I think the argument of or the debate between Mahomes and Brady, you can't give it the same prospect. Brady was drafted 199. Like nobody expected Tom Brady to be this good. So I think that, you know, it is Brady still going to be the undisputed goat. Yes. Just based on where he came from and everything else. That's going to be my take. I hate Tom Brady still um, mostly because he knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the Super Bowl, which I think is going to be his last attempt at it for uh, the green and gold. But, you know, I think that it's still going to be good and it's a home game for him. Brady's finally going to get to see fans in Tampa too. For me, um, in referencing the GOAT debate, but when it comes to this game and the ramifications for a potential GOAT debate, if Patrick Mahomes, who seems to be on that trajectory of ever getting to be in that conversation, this would definitely be a passing of the torch moment. Um, And in what we have with many GOAT debates across sports, uh, this isn't like where we don't have, like, say, we can never say oh michael jordan beat lebron james in the series or lebron james beat michael jordan in the series because they never played together but in this case we have an example where brady probably should retire in like most people's minds based on his age like three to four seasons ago but this is a rare case where we have two generations that should have never met playing against each other and if mahomes is able to beat brady I think that that would bode very well for his part of the debate because by that time he'd be a two-time Super Bowl champion. Still definitely needs more rings to fit into a a debate against Brady because Brady has six, which is crazy for the Super Bowl era. If Brady beats Mahomes, I feel like that kind of shuts Mahomes out because that takes away a Super Bowl from Mahomes, which, I mean, I feel like he has odds better than anyone in the league right now to continue making Super Bowls, but you're never guaranteed to go back. 
I don't think, at least in my lifetime, there's been a matchup like this of quarterbacks, especially considering the disparity of where they sit in their career. Like, there's people talking about the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl or at least being contenders to be in the Super Bowl for the next 10 years. And meanwhile, like, Tom Brady at his press conference the other day said, wow, this is a different media day than the other nine I've been to. And like, like to be at this stage of his career and still doing the stuff he's doing is incredible. I heard uh, uh, two really amazing stats uh, about Tom Brady. One, he's playing in the Super Bowl, his 10th at 43. Steve Young went into the Hall of Fame at 42. Like inducted into the Hall of Fame at 42. Like Tom Brady's just on another level in terms of like just the second half of his career. Like Jordan, I've heard people talk about greatest North American athlete ever. And people are talking about Jordan and Brady. Like they're, like they're bypassing the Mahomes-Brady conversation. And I think just for the fact that he's had this longevity of being at the top, uh, people are really putting uh, Tom as the GOAT, no matter what happens with Patrick Mahomes' career. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he could blow – Tom Brady's career out of the water in half the time. Yeah, I mean, he's only 25. Uh, this is his second Super Bowl, so he could win twice. And at the same time, with just how we're seeing quarterbacks' careers pan out, they're playing older and older and older. I mean, Drew Brees is, what, 40, 41? Uh, ben Roethlisberger's in his high 30s. Uh, Matthew Stafford's getting up there. Like, all these quarterbacks are just continuing to play longer and longer. Uh, there's more rules protecting the quarterback, which is going to, I think, enable these guys to play longer. Uh, sports medicine just continues to keep improving. I mean, I'd say Mahomes, like, I, I don't foresee any reason on why Mahomes doesn't have a, a reasonable chance to get to six Super Bowls at least. I was just going to say, and, and that's the scary part for any team that's playing him. And like Tom Brady, he started in the AFC and then he went to the NFC. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to dominate the AFC for quite some time. And then let's just say that he goes to the NFC for some reason, just like Tom Brady did. I think that just like Tom Brady did, he's going to dominate the NFC. So I don't know. It's kind of scary like now because Patrick Mahomes is starting so young um, and he's already winning Super Bowls and making it to Super Bowls. So I think that he's going to surpass Tom Brady in Super Bowls and I think he's going to set like the all-time record for most Super Bowls as a quarterback and possibly with, with one team, Kansas City, because I don't know if he's going to leave Kansas City anytime soon. Not with the contract extension that he got. I really think that we're going to see like the idea of Mahomes going to multiple Super Bowls isn't out of the question, especially because of the quarterback play that's in the AFC. You really looked at that AFC championship game. And that is probably the future of the AFC for probably the next five seasons. It could be that is the next Brady versus Breeze, in my opinion, of Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's just that's the style of quarterback play that we're starting to get. The AFC is not deep in the quarterback position in terms of young players. So I think that we're going to I think that it's their league to have right now. Yeah. It'll also be interesting to see if like the Ravens can fix their predictability to other teams. Cause I'd love to see Lamar Jackson's name thrown into that ring where could you imagine just every year it's like, who's going to be Mahomes, Jackson or Allen 
Uh, I feel like that's really exciting because all three of those guys, like the sky's the limit for what they can achieve, in my opinion. Um, it really all just depends on uh, their team success. It's going to be interesting in the next couple of years to see if the Chiefs can continue to get back to the AFC Championship because once those contracts uh, start uh, coming up, Mahomes' contract makes it uh, a little more difficult to uh, build some of those teams. Like his rookie contract was so helpful to that. And like we've seen what happened with Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, once he got paid. Well, when was the last time they were in the championship game? I think a little of that is their uh, defense just went to crap. Their offense is still really good. That offense is a very, very volatile offense on the West Coast, but the Legion of Boom fell apart. But again, you're looking at the Chiefs too. The Chiefs don't have a great defense, so don't really need it to go to a Super Bowl. Just kind well, of. I, I actually, on. I wanted to tie that point of defense into this game uh, because Tom Brady, as much as we talk about how amazing it is, he's got to 10. Uh, we, they very easily couldn't be here uh, because of the interceptions he threw about against green Bay that kept them in the game uh, a little bit. So that's not going to be one of the keys to the game. I think is, is uh, they can't turn the ball, over, you know, and Tom Brady's really been the catalyst for, some of their turnovers and it was sort of a problem when they faced off uh, back earlier in the season is you can't give extra possessions to Kansas city in the offense. Giving up extra possessions um, is a recipe for disaster. Even if Tampa Bay goes up early and they start having these late game turnovers, as we've seen at various points during the season, Patrick Mahomes and company have proven that any deficit they're facing is not, any problem. I mean, I think we're all sitting there at some point uh, during uh, last year's Super Bowl thinking, wow, the Chiefs are out of this. I probably was it the third quarter. They were still down by a lot. And all of a sudden, just a few drives just hit at the right time. And before you knew it, the um, the Chiefs had a seven-point game and won the Super Bowl out of nowhere, it seemed like, because the 49ers just fell apart. So I could foresee a, a a situation where Tampa Bay's up and then the same thing that happened last year happens. I mean, we saw the same thing happen against the bills in uh, the opening half of the game. Bills are up nine. Oh, then chiefs just came out of nowhere and just blew them out of Kansas city. I want to hear uh, from you guys. Cause it's not out yet. It'll be out. Um, presuming later today, we have a big uh, predictions column on the super bowl. I wanted to hear your guys' predictions uh, and why you chose the route that you guys did and, and what do you think are going to be the key factors? Uh, I can start with that. So I'm taking the bucks mostly um, as a green Bay fan. I would love to say that we lost to the Super Bowl champions, but I think that Tampa Bay is going to one. They've already played them once and it was at home. So this is basically a rematch of the same game. Brady has looked better and the defense is still really good. Tampa Bay's defense is one of the top four defenses in the league this year, according to any metric on pro football focus. You know, looking at that, Kansas City is going to have to go up against a very good defense. Do I think that it'll be close? Yeah, I'm taking it 33-27. So I really think that we're going to see it come down to the fourth quarter. Um, But I believe in Tampa Bay's defense. I believe in this offense having a ton of weapons, regardless of the questionability of some of the people that they had signed. Um, you got to admit that Tampa Bay has the weapons in order to pull this off at home. So that that's kind of my reasoning behind it. I like the bucks in this at home. 
uh, to get the first Super Bowl, first home Super Bowl victory in 55 times. For me, uh, I have Kansas City winning this game. I have them winning it by a touchdown. Um, and kind of how I said earlier, uh, I think Kansas City is either they're going to run up the score early and they're just going to be perfect uh, through at least three quarters of this game where um, Tampa Bay won't have a chance to come within a score of them. Um, or it's going to be Tampa Bay will lead the game, but by the end, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come in the clutch. Patrick Mahomes is going to light up the Super Bowl like he did last year. I'm willing to bet that Brady will have some turnovers that will put Kansas City back into the driver's seat if the event that they are down. Kansas City's offense, just watching all season, I feel like it's too good to fail. Um, I'm such a big believer in that offense. I know Tampa Bay has a great defense and a great offense too, but the Chiefs have been here before. They know what to expect. They know what to do. Other than Tom Brady and Gronk, there's not a lot of Super Bowl experience on this uh, Tampa Bay team that has a history of being very undisciplined. Um, and I'm willing to bet some of that will show in this game. Yeah, I was just going to go next um, for the predictions. I think that it's going to be a close game. I, I really do think so. Um, during the regular season, the, the Chiefs, they only won by three points, 27-24. And I think it's kind of going to be the same – uh, score line, but not as close. I think it's going to be maybe, uh, like Jarrett said, maybe a seven-point win or ten-point win for the Chiefs. Um, and like Jarrett said, actually, I think it's going to be about maybe Tom Brady turning the ball over. Like uh, during the, their last game, which was in November, Tom Brady threw two picks, and the Bucks went down big, and they they scored fourteen points in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs scored none, so the Chiefs were already up big. Um, anyways, and I think that uh, if Tom Brady turns the ball over or Tampa Bay turns the ball over and the Chiefs continue, continue to play their, their form of offense, like the, the Buccaneers are not going to be able to mount a comeback like they did during the regular season. And they, they didn't even win during the regular season either. They mounted a comeback, but they couldn't finish it. So in the Super Bowl, they're not going to be able to do that either. So I think it's going to be uh, the Chiefs winning by – I'm just going to say – I'm just going to say 10, like maybe 41-31, 44-34, 45-35, you name it. But they're, they're going to win by 10, and they're probably going to get to the 40s as well. Uh, my pick was the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be a field goal. It's really a, a toss-up. Uh, I had it being decided uh, by late field goal by Harrison Buckner just because I think he has a leg for whatever they can get. Uh, if they don't score a touchdown, the Chiefs are more than capable if you've got 20 seconds of scoring a touchdown. But I think a key factor that's going to keep this close, uh, a lot of injuries actually for Kansas City on their offensive line. Eric Fisher is going to be totally out for the game, uh, torn Achilles. And then Mitchell Schwartz uh, is going to be doubtful from what I understand. And that's against a Bucks, uh defensive line. That, sh that really had a, a coming out last week uh, that I think a lot of people got put on notice uh, that this Bucks defense, the front seven, is nothing to mess with. Uh, you can talk about the back four. Uh, you can talk about the secondary. But I think this front uh, seven group for Tampa Bay is going to eliminate the run game of uh, Edward Lair and Williams. And it's going to keep... Uh, Kansas City 
in uh, protection mode of protecting Patrick Mahomes and, and really keeping him uh, uh, moving, uh, so to speak, uh, keeping him scrambling. Uh, but then again, that's where Patrick Mahomes seems to make some of his best plays. So we'll see uh, what Kansas City can do with that. Going off of uh, Jarrett, you had mentioned that you think Brady's going to throw interceptions. And I know that we've all kind of discussed playoff Brady as a different monster. I just looked up his Super Bowl stats in his, what is now nine, going to be 10. He's thrown six interceptions in nine Super Bowls total. What Super Bowls were those interceptions in? I mean, I I didn't look up the stat. Yeah, he threw one in 2018. He threw one in 16. And then his most he threw was two in the 2014 Super Bowl against Seattle. And that's so, that's kind of why I'm betting on it, because young Brady didn't throw as many of those picks. But in the Super Bowls that we've seen the last decade, I've seen more of those turnovers. So that's just why I'm thinking we're due for at least one. I could foresee two just based off of uh, the NFC championship game that we saw against yeah. the Packers. I mean, the Packers defense, we all know it's not oh, that it's garbage. No, it's so, garbage. It's garbage yeah. coming from a Packer fan. So yeah, I, it's also nice hearing a Packer fan admit that. <laughs> we have an offense. That's what we were, we were hoping to be Kansas City this year. And yeah, that didn't work out. I just, I'm hard pressed to go against the guy. He's defied odds on everything. You look at other quarterbacks that came out during that time. You know, Brady is rumored, or sorry, not Brady. Breeze is rumored to be retiring sometime this offseason. Philip Rivers just announced that he's done. Like, the guy is defying every odd. He's the oldest quarterback in the league, and he just broke his record of being the oldest quarterback to play in a Super Bowl. I, I think he's got it in him one last time to do it. I don't think that it's going to be a miraculous showing, but I think that, you know, he's got, he's got one last hurrah before he kind of goes on his for- farewell tour next season. Oh, yeah. The man's Vince Carter playing at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy what his longevity is. He's rewriting the books, and I feel like every sport. Um, I think we'll start to see other athletes in other sports every once in a while. Like, LeBron James is the first name I could throw out to where we could see him playing at an all-star level into his 40s. Um, but going to championship games like Tom Brady. I don't know if we'll ever see that, especially he just, find, he just finds a way to win. I mean, you look at, he doesn't throw the long ball anymore, but he's just figured out a way to get the ball out of the pocket as fast as he can. And, you know, Tampa Bay's run game has gotten a lot better. I think this year, you know, Leonard Fournette is right now and we'll get into props, I think pretty quickly, but Fournette right now is the favorite on that team for, rushing yards which kind of surprises me how good ronald jones was to start the season but they have a two-headed snake there i think that you know kansas city is gonna need to get their run game going and i think that that's been kind of their like crux the entire season is getting clyde edwards elair you know outside of the tackles and getting him into open space it, it is look if you look at the bucks roster you say oh of course they'd end up here they got uh, Mike got Mike Evans. They've got Leonard Fournette. They've got Ronald Jones. They've got all these pieces on offense. Uh, Chris Godwin. They picked up Antonio Brown midway through the year. Scotty Miller has been uh, pretty effective. Bronk. I mean, if you look at the roster, you say, yeah, of course they'd end up here and they have Tom Brady. But at the start of the year, 
this was a Bucks team that I thought was really like it was a big adjustment for Tom Brady. And so for them to figure it out, especially, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought they had a lot of issues with discipline and penalties. And then they got that sorted out. And then their offense stalled for like a month and they had some really, really bad games. And now they ended up here. And like you mentioned, Wes, they went through a really good Saints defense and Tom Brady outplayed Drew Brees. Uh, they went up against Green Bay at Lambeau and they beat Aaron Rodgers. And now if you, if they win the Super Bowl, that's a, 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 an incredible group of quarterbacks to beat. Uh, so it's a big credit to Tampa Bay that they're here, considering what this, this could have been uh, a disaster is, uh, at the beginning of the year is what it looked like. Yeah, and it could be a big credit to Bruce Arians too, because Brady is not the type of quarterback that Bruce Arians is used to working with. Right. Yeah, and I, I kind of wanted to go off of what James was saying. It kind of reminds me of, of March Madness a little bit. Tampa Bay, they really didn't – like they weren't figuring out what – like they, they just weren't doing good at the beginning of the season, but they figured it out. And a lot of college basketball teams, the reason why they make these big runs in March Madness is because they figure out what works and what doesn't uh, with, with their team, and that's why they do so well. And I think Tampa Bay is the exact same way. Like they figured out what works and what doesn't. And Tom Brady adjusted to uh, to the Tampa Bay play style. And now they're in the Super Bowl. And you know what? I think that, yes, a lot of people are picking the Chiefs. Some people are, are picking the Buccaneers too. But I think that if, if this Tampa Bay offense plays lights out, no interceptions from Tom Brady, and then their defense can stop Patrick Mahomes a couple of times, force a punt, force a takeaway – I think the Buccaneers have a really good chance of, of, of winning the game. Even though I picked the Chiefs, I still think it's going to be super close. And I still think the Bucs have a really good chance because, like I said, they figured it out. But the thing is, like the Chiefs, they basically had to figure out the whole season. So uh, it's going to be tough for the Bucs to win it, but they definitely can. Yeah, I mean, I, just hats off, though, to Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean – They've seen the highs and lows of this season. I mean, lows. I mean, they lost to Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. So how much lower can you get? I, I totally forgot about that game. I totally – Bears fans that was one. That was the first moment this year I was like, how the hell are the Bears like 5-1? and one? I think they were at that point or 4-1. and one. That might have been like, our How is that possible? On that streak. Dude, the Bears were in the playoffs this year. Like, that wasn't long ago, and I forgot. Like, it's just totally wiped my mind that the Bears were in this this group of playoff teams. It's okay. We can forget about this season. No one would blame you. We can probably forget about next season. I I think that Tampa, and again, it's luck of the draw, and it's not anything that Tampa did. Tampa got lucky with their first-round opponent, and New Orleans deciding, you know, what, we're going to go back to Drew Brees, who has cracked ribs and bruised ribs and can barely throw 20 yards. Taysom Hill is on a roll. You know, I think – and – it's me being a Taysom Hill guy. Um, I think Taysom would have taken him out. And I think we would have seen a different outcome if Drew Brees would not have been the quarterback nah, you behind center. To, you have to let Drew play that last game. You have to. Let him play the next one. You know, if you really are like hoping to advance, give him the extra week. Taysom Hill was effective. What is he going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? No, I've come to at least own that bullet, but he was doing the job that he needed to, and he was know. pretty effective at it. 
say what you want about Drew Brees' condition and his arm and just how he played this year. I think for multiple reasons, Drew Brees, ha- Drew Brees has to play that last game. He's been there, what, for how many seasons has he been there? Like the last 15, 16 seasons? Something um, those lines. And just what he's done for the city, what he's dedicated the last few seasons of getting so close to the Super Bowl and just coming up short. I think that the franchise owed it to him, like, regardless. Um, and if that was, in fact, his last game, they owed it to him to to play it because, okay, sure, you have Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill coming to the game um, and they lose. You robbed Drew Brees of, like, what could have been his last game against Tom Brady um, and – yeah, no, it definitely it needed to be Drew regardless. That's just my opinion, though. All right, so we don't have much time left. Do you guys want to get into some prop bets? So I haven't put any of mine in yet, but I've looked at a couple, uh, just a couple like random ones out there. You can bet on the Gatorade color this year. Um, I am going at plus. I'm going plus four fifty, yellow, green, or lime. Um, I really, I, I'm a lime Gatorade kind of guy, so I think that. You know, we'll see it go back to its original yardages. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, I will go with uh, Chris Godwin at plus 3,400. I think that he's due to have a big game. I, Tom Brady is the favorite for Tampa Bay at plus 200. Um, and I would really think that, you know, if they do win and Brady doesn't throw five picks, we're going to probably see it. But I would like to see Godwin, and I think that he'll put up a good game and make it an argument. Uh, let's see here. Brady passing yards. I'm going to take the under at 296 and a half just because he does not have the arm anymore. I think they're going to have to do it on short slant routes and there's going to be a lot of yardages uh, uh, yards after the catch. Um, so I'm going to go with the under there. I'm going to take the over at 329 and a half on Mahomes' passing yards though, just because uh, that offense runs through the air. Um, I think those are going to be the big ones as for the over under on the total game. FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook has the over-under set at 55 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that um, just because I think, based on my score in the column, it's going to be 60 points. I'm going to take the over on that as well. I like the uh, over as well. The one exception I'll take is I think I like Travis Kelsey as MVP because keep in mind, this was the game back a few weeks ago, uh, months ago now, I guess, that Travis Kelsey got three first-quarter touchdowns and like 200 receiving yards. I think he could really have a, a breakout game. Uh, I don't know if Tampa, if a second matchup will help them in any way because Travis Kelsey is just uh, so unguardable. And like, there's only a, it's it's the definition of you can't stop him. You can just contain him. So That's I like Travis Kelsey as a, a possible MVP. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbooks has him as a 1200 plus so I saw the an interesting prop bet. Like they have these every year. They're kind of like the gag prop bets and stuff like that, which I always find interesting because I'm just amused that in American sports, we will bet on anything and everything under the sun. Absolutely. So that's the fun of it. <laughs> according to my bookie, uh, the odds of uh, the last or one of the words in the national anthem, brave, being drawn out. Uh, is uh, 6.5 seconds with the under being negative uh, 155 and the under being a plus 115. 
who's singing the anthem this year? Uh, I swear the, it's a country artist. It is Jamie Sullivan and Eric Church. There's also a bet where uh, you can bet on who will hit the final note. Where oh, they have the two of them. Yeah, where they have Jamie Sullivan at plus one twenty five and Eric Church at plus two seventy five, and both together being negative one eighty. I think it would be both together. That's what I would think too. I would think it would be both together. There is a, a prop bet on uh, DraftKings that I think is very funny. It's any scoring drive to take less time than the singing of the national anthem. And yes is a uh, negative 335. <laughs> wow. I, I 100% see that. Because I guess people are thinking, well, either you'll have a scoring drive right before halftime or it's the Chiefs and they'll just, they can just break out 50 yarders like it's nothing. And I'm assuming by scoring drive that includes a field goal? Yes. Okay. Or, or hey, maybe a safety. So I, I don't know what it counts, but mine showed up. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't, or hasn't heard it. Have you guys heard of Scorigami, right? Yes. I don't believe so. Yes. So Scorigami out of, it's basically this website that they track every score that has ever been recorded in the NFL. Mm. And so one of the prop bets out there is, will we see a Scorigami this year? I think that we will, because I think that there are some out there that are pretty close in the 20 and 30 ranges that haven't been hit. You basically have to have like two safeties or like some weird thing happen in order for it to happen. Uh, but it's at like plus, I think it was 3000 or something like that. Um, so if you bet on it, like you could definitely like come out with, um, with a decent return on it, which would be nice. But I threw that, I'm going to throw that into my, my little bet slip for the, for the day. Yeah. I'm not surprised that there's bets like this because people back, Early at the start of the pandemic, they were betting on weather. I think I remember that. That was that was pretty funny. But uh, you yeah, bet on I'm the election, surprised. man. I'm not surprised there's there's crazy bets like this. Personally, I don't really bet that that much, but uh, it's a Super Bowl, so I mean, why not? Oh, anybody else excited for the halftime show? <laughs> uh, nah. No. I like the weekend. I do too. I think that it'll be interesting, but. I- I like him, but like I maybe got like two or three songs with him on my phone. I mean, I mean, if it it was if it was an artist like J Cole or Kendrick Lamar, oh, I'd be so like right. hyped for it. But I'm I'm kind of like an old man when it comes to music. So I used to get super excited like when the Who was announced. What was that back oh, in like 2009 for the Super Bowl? I was excited for that because I just like old rock bands, but. We've definitely moved past the era where that's even a possibility because no one our age is going to want to listen to that besides me. So it is very nice to have a Super Bowl performer who has been relevant in the past five years. I wouldn't mind if like Aerosmith took stage again. That'd be nice. Yeah, I I remember last year. Last year it was the first year I think that Jay Z was in charge, and the and they were like, oh, we brought him in to revitalize. Awesome. The, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, and they picked J Lo and Shakira. And Shakira, I <laughs> and swear like, that Shakira tongue thing is what started 2020 down the drain right there. No disrespect to J Lo or Shakira. No, gone before what that. on earth are they doing performing in the Super Bowl in 2020? It was a good show, though. I mean, yeah. I thought it was a good show, and I'm not really think- a fan of either of them. 
I think the last thing, what are they going to say this year? Or are they going to ask the Super Bowl MVP to say this year? Because usually it's, what are you going to do afterwards? And they say, I'm going to Disney World. They can't go to Disney World right now. I'm going home. (laughs) I'm getting a vaccine. That's what they should have them say. I'm going to get Uh, the vaccine. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you for listening to the headliners. Uh, We post every Saturday. Uh, Make sure to go check out the Northern Star website in the sports section for our Super Bowl column and all other sports articles, whether it's NIU sports, pro sports, or just our opinions on stuff. Thank you very much.